That's great. Thanks, uh, thanks, Leon and the team. Good morning. Good morning. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm excited. Is there anyone else excited this morning? A few of us then. I'm excited because straight after church, me and my family are going on holiday to Northern Ireland, hence the shirt. I'm excited because on Tuesday, it's my birthday. I'm 31. Again. And it's not too late for cards, presents, cash after the service. You can make checks payable to Simon. I'm joking. I'm excited because Aston Villa have started the season really well. Two games in and we haven't lost. We've got to enjoy that while we can. And I'm excited today and then also extremely thankful that I have the freedom to be in church, to worship God without the fear of persecution or the risk of death. I'm excited because I know that wherever or whatever the circumstance, when people come together to worship God, he meets with them. I'm excited this morning because the Lord is good and his love never fails. I'm excited this morning because we're in the fourth week of our teaching series, Just Add Water. And the last three weeks have been incredible. The idea for it was that we take a a verse from the Bible and then if we add it to our lives, just like water, it will bring life, vitality and even change. And it's been incredible for me how each verse from each week seems to follow on from the other. And today... And I don't know if I've told you this yet, but I'm excited because I think my verse does too. You see, we've already looked at um, in week one where Leon spoke, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You see, God is always close to us, but it's when we come close to him, it's when we push into him, something changes. Then we too, Jane, looked at the verse, walk by faith and not by sight. And she talked about doubt. And how doubt isn't the opposite of faith, but rather an element of faith. See, without doubt, we wouldn't need faith. We all have doubts, but ultimately, it's faith that triumphs doubt. Then last week, Leon took this further, when he looked at the verse, don't be anxious about anything, but instead pray about everything. And how sometimes we're told not to worry about something, not to be anxious about them, because they may never happen. But actually, sometimes they do. It was a really helpful talk, speaking into real issues that we all face. And these are just my thoughts on what was spoken. And if you've missed any of those talks, if you've been on holiday yourself, I really want to encourage you to listen to the podcast. You can download them from our website. I want to concentrate on this morning is that sometimes they do, but... You see, sometimes our anxious thoughts actually do prevail. Sometimes we find ourselves in trouble and we don't know what to do. And if that's you this morning, I want to say that you're probably in good company. And you know, Jesus himself said that in this world you will have trouble. But then he goes on to say, take heart, be encouraged because I have overcome the world. And he said these things, that we may have peace in him. That's incredible. 
And it's almost as if we'd planned and picked the Bible verses that we were going to speak on. We really didn't. I want to say that we did plan the series, however. Some, some effort, some time, some thinking, and some prayer went into it. But we didn't plan or discuss the verses that we were going to talk about. That was down to the individual to choose a verse that they wanted to speak on. And the Bible is a big book. Actually, it's a collection of books. And there are thousands of verses to choose from. But it may be that God has got something to say through the verses that we've chosen. And originally, when we first started to plan the series, I had a verse that I thought um, I was going to speak on. (laughs) But I'm not using that verse now because God had another idea. So if this is rubbish, you know who to blame. (laughs) In fact, in my short time preaching, this is something new for me. In that, I've, I've never felt God say, don't speak on this, I want you to speak on that instead. Uh, and this is because at the start of uh, this series, a lot of things happened to me personally in my own life that were challenging and tough. And you know, when things like that happen for me, when things that happen and I have no control over, it's God's word. It's God's truth in the Bible that I go to. You see, it used to be very different. And in my old life, there were many other things I used to do to try and help me get through it. Alcohol, drugs, women, you name it, I've tried it. But none of that stuff worked. In fact, it only made matters worse. See, then, instead of having just the one problem, I'd create many more. But what I know now is that no matter how many problems or I have or I create, I face them together with my creator. You see, God doesn't just help me with my problems. He's bigger than them. And since experiencing God's love, what I know beyond any shadow of a doubt is that his love never fails. You see, his love thinks the best. His love wants the best. His love calls out the best. Love is who God is. It's his nature. God is love. And when we fully grasp this, when we understand that he's never, never mad with us, but madly in love with us, it changes everything. You see, love does change us. It shapes us. There's a protection in it. There's a safety in it. There's an assurance in it. It satisfies when nothing else can. And that's why I go to, in fact, I run to God's word, especially when things are bad. Because in the Bible, it tells me that God is only ever good. And my verse this morning, it's uh, from an obscure book in the Old Testament. And for me, this has become um, a life verse. It's a verse that I constantly go back to and add into my life. It's a, it's a verse that God gave me nearly 10 years ago now when I was in real trouble. And it's a verse that is just as powerful then uh, uh, now as it was back then because it's a verse that I've had to go back to and declare over my life on many occasions. And many of you know my story. Uh, and I'm not going to go into that. It was 10 years ago now and my life has completely moved on, but it was very different. It was a complete mess. I thought my life was over. I was in a lot of trouble with the police and facing a lengthy prison sentence. But you see, it was in that trouble that God met me. 
It was when I had no one else to turn to that I realized God had turned towards me, that he'd always been turned towards me. You see, it was his love that broke through. You see, when everyone else rejected me, God accepted me. You see, his love never fails. And as you know, for me, everything changed in this moment. I find this church, I gave my life back to Christ and I've been on an incredible journey ever since. That didn't mean that everything automatically in my life became good though. There are and always will be difficulties, troubles that we're all facing life. But what it does mean is that God is good and he faces them with us. And it was as a new Christian, and as I was reading the Bible one morning, that this verse jumped out at me. And I don't know if you've ever done this or whether it's just me, but I used to go to the shortest books in the Bible and read them just to say that I had and and tick them off. Anyone else? Yeah, you do. So it was while I was doing this, reading the book of Nahum, what a book, reading the book of Nahum, which is in the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible, and it's toward the end, it's toward the end, that this verse jumped um, out at me. I had no reason for choosing it, apart from it was short, only three chapters, but it was as I was reading chapter one, verse seven really stood out. And it's this verse that we're going to look at this morning. So if you have a Bible, we don't often say that. If you have a Bible, I want you to take it, to open it and turn to the book of Nahum. It's in the Old Testament towards the end. It's past Isaiah, past Jeremiah. It's after Jonah, after Micah and before Habakkuk. That still all applies if you have uh, an iPad or uh, another handheld device. So turn to Nahum. The verse will come up on the screen, but I want you to turn there because I want you to underline it, to mark it in your Bible because I believe it's a verse that if added to your life will make a difference. Nahum 1 and verse 7 says this, The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. That's an incredible verse. And I think it follows on from the verses that have gone before. You see, when we draw close to God, when we start with a declaration of who he is, then it changes things. Then when Jane talked about the doubt, um, and thinking especially about self-doubt, that can lead to anxiety. But then anxiousness That can affect us all at any time in our lives, but most certainly when we face trouble and we don't know the outcome. And when this happens, we can take our focus off God and we can place it in the situation that is gripping us. We can forget that God is in control or indeed that God is good. This verse though, it starts with an amazing declaration that the Lord is good. And when we're faced with trouble or going through difficult times, it is exactly that declaration that we need to remind ourselves of. And it's not so much for God's benefit that we do it. It's for our own. We're the ones that need reminding. You see, Jesus himself said that if we don't declare God's goodness, then even the rocks would cry out to him. 
to whatever it is you're facing. I want you to remind yourself of that foundational truth that the Lord is good and that he doesn't change when our circumstances do. See, his love for you never fails. And actually, it's through the tough times, through the uncertain times that we can expect more. You see, the next part of this verse says that he's a strong refuge when trouble comes. And trouble is anything that you're finding difficult. Trouble is anything you're uncertain of. Trouble is anything you're in need of. And the verse from where it's taken, trouble means that even if you're facing death, God is a strong refuge. And God's strength, I want to say, is like no other. It's a supernatural strength that can get you through anything you will ever face. Through your toughest times, we can still experience the joy of the Lord because the Bible tells us that's our strength. And then the word refuge. The word refuge means shelter and protection. So when you're faced with any kind of trouble, it's incredible for me to know that God shelters and protects us. That's amazing. And it may be what we're going through. It's bad. But we may never fully know the extent of what might have been because we have God's shelter and protection. It's just a thought. When trouble comes, God is a strong refuge. And then the last part of this verse for me gets even better because it says that God is close to those that trust in him. See, there is nothing that God wants more than your love and our trust in him. See, you don't have to be going through trouble to trust in him. But when we do face um, trouble, we have an amazing promise that he is close to those who trust in him. In another translation, it says that God cares about those who trust in him. And I want you to know whatever trouble you face, when you choose to trust him, you have God's attention. How incredible is that? The Bible says that he comes close to you. He cares about what you're going through. And when trouble comes, prayer and trust in God should be our first thought and not our last resort. See, it amazes me at how many Christians, when facing trouble, they actually stay away from church. When, exactly it's, when, when it's exactly the place they need to be. You see, God wants you to be honest in your trouble. He wants you to be honest in your pain because he wants to meet you in your pain. You see, he doesn't uh, want you to turn away from him. He wants you to turn towards him because he's already turned towards you. God wants you to trust him through your pain, through your trouble, See, God knows your pain and he cares about your pain because he's endured pain and his pain was like no other. You see, God sacrificed his son, Jesus. He turned his own back on his own son for a moment, for a moment so that he could turn his face towards you, so that he could turn his attention towards you forever. That's incredible. He turned his back on his own son so that he could turn his attention towards you. And it's in this moment that God puts his trust in you to do the right thing. 
which is ultimately to trust in him so that he can bring about the right thing for your life. Trust is born out of love. (laughs) In fact, to trust is really to love. And the Bible says that God first loved us, that God is love, and it's because of his love that we can trust him completely. Because I want to let you know again, his love never fails. 1 Corinthians and chapter 13 and verses 4 to 8 say this. Many of you will know this passage of scripture. It says this, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Altogether, love never fails. And we often hear these verses at our wedding. um, As a husband and wife declare their love for each other, and it's how their love should grow into that. But what the passage is actually talking about is spiritual gifts and how we can have every spiritual gift God can give, but if we don't have love, then what's the point? And then for me, this reveals more about God's character and how he loves us. And it's because of these qualities mentioned here that we've just read that we can fully trust God. You see, trust is really saying that you give something of yourself away to the person that you put your confidence in, that you're trusting. And I said before that God wants you to give all of yourself to him. He wants your complete trust because he's the only one that can completely be trusted. And then the promise is that God, when we do that, comes close to us. And I don't know what it is you need to trust God for this morning. There may be some of you here and you've never put your complete trust in God. You've been coming for a while, but you're still holding back. You're not fully sure or you're not fully feeling it this morning. It may be that you need to put your complete trust in him because there's a promise that when we do, he comes close to us. See, God's already made the first move. And he's trusting you to make the next. And it may be that you think that's a big step, Simon. But then can I ask you and try and trust and take a a little step to find out more about this Christian faith and whether really it is for you or not. See, it may be that until it's tested, it can't be trusted. And and here at this church, we want to give you that opportunity. See, we run an alpha course here and it's an eight-week course, eight Monday nights where you got the opportunity to check out and explore the further questions you may have. We start with a meal, then there's a short talk, and there's an opportunity to discuss what you've heard. We have a daytime run, um, run, one running this time too, and it's on a Friday morning. It's really informal and relaxed, and we have great hosts that will put you at ease. No, one gonna, no one's going to preach at you. You see, we're not there to convert you but to inform you. And it's I, myself, that run the course, runs the course with a great team. And if you're checking this out, if you have further questions about the Christian faith, uh, I want to encourage you to, to give it a try. I'd love to invite you. There's a sign-up sheet at the back in the welcome area. 
starts Monday, the 15th of September at 7.30 p.m. Or Friday morning, the 19th of September at 10 a.m. Please indicate which one you want to go to. And I promise, if you put your name down and your number, I'll call you before the start of it. See if this is true. It will totally change your life. I can honestly say that because it's changed mine. So have you got just eight Mondays, just eight Friday mornings for an hour and a half with some great food, which is free, by the way, so come just for that. (laughs) Then why don't you give it a try? There's nothing to lose but possibly everything to gain. And then everyone, as you come in this morning, should have had um, an alpha prayer card. And it may be that we're all possibly trusting God for the salvation of loved ones, family members, friends, work colleagues, neighbours. If not, then why not? Because this is something that should be close to our heart. And I want you to take this, take it now, and then to prayerfully consider any of those people that you can personally invite to next course. It may be that as you're trusting God for that person, he's also trusting you to take the next step. See, if, if, if you never ask, you'll never know. But if you do, and they say yes, again, it could change everything. So I want to encourage you to prayerfully consider about someone you're trusting God for, and then do something about it. See, maybe this morning, also, that you've been really hurt in the past, It may be that you've trusted God for something or for someone and then for whatever reason it hasn't planned out like you thought it would. I want to encourage you to never give up because his love never fails. And we have a Freedom in Christ course as well starting the same week as Alpha but it's on a Thursday night. That's the 18th of September also at 7.30 and it's a 13-week discipleship course. And it really helps you to take hold of who you are uh, in Christ. And then it helps you to resolve the effects even of the deepest issues of your past. And I've witnessed again people that have come on it take real freedom from it. And as a result, their relationship with God has changed. There's also a a sign-up sheet there at the back in the welcome area. So if that's for you, please put your name down. And then again... Uh, uh, maybe this morning, that this verse has come at exactly the right time for you. See, it's not rocket science. And I know in a church of this size that there may be all sorts of trouble that people are facing. And myself, I've had to apply this verse fairly recently to my life too. See, just a, a few weeks ago, my Dad was rushed into hospital by um, air ambulance after suffering a stroke. You know, it was touch and go for a bit, but finally, you know, he's coming through that now. Then, shortly after that, um, I had my own um, health scare. It was four o'clock one morning, the house fast asleep, and and I wake up with severe um, pains in my chest not able to move, just um, incredible. I could only move to, to, to the left, to the right, couldn't lie back down. Just if I put my hands there, it would stop. So four o'clock in the morning, what do I do? I don't think Dee would appreciate me waking up, waking her up. So I try and have a bath to see if I can relax. And I'm sitting in the bath and the pain is incredible. 
And then I pull my phone out and I start to Google the symptoms of a heart attack. Big mistake. And then as I'm doing that, I'm like, oh my goodness, yes, yes. Oh my goodness, yes. I can feel my heart beating faster. But it was then I had to put the phone down and then just stand on those promises of God. It didn't go away though. Dee went to work and I had to call her up and say, Dee, you're going to have to come home. This pain's not going. I didn't think I was having um, a heart attack, but the pain was incredible. Phoned the doctor. Um, yeah, and I'm not registered at a doctor's anymore because I haven't been for five years. Don't do doctors. And what they suggested was you need to phone an ambulance really quickly. Any chest pain, you need to phone an ambulance. So that's what Dee did. Phoned an ambulance and three turned up. Three turned up and eight paramedics come like rushing into um, the house. Um, first response team and then the paramedic team. And, and I'm sitting there on the sofa. It's really um, in a lot of pain. So they rip my shirt off. I'll, I'll leave you with that image. <laughs> sitting on the sofa, shirt off, strapped up to, to all these machines. And they're taking my heart rate and blood pressure. And then the, the guy goes through the, the checklist of questions. What? What's your name? What do you do for a living? So his name Simon Woodward. What do you do for a living? I said, I'm a pastor. And he goes, okay, where do you, someone's heard this story before. What do you do for, um, what do you do for a living? I'm, I'm a pastor. And he goes, okay, where do you do that? I'm like, church. And he's like, okay, is it a big church? And I'm like, I'm really excited now. I think he's getting interesting. It's, it's, it's an opportunity. I'm, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fairly big. And he goes, oh, great. He goes, do they employ many other plasterers there? And I'm like, no, pastor. I may look like a plasterer, but I'm, I'm, I'm really a pastor. Um, and then they proceed like, to, to carry on with these questions, and more ambulance people arrive in the house. And I'm still sitting there, really embarrassed, barely out, strapped up to all these wires. And the guy continues to ask questions. Another guy comes in, what's your name? Simon Woodward, what do you do for a living? I'm a minister. And the guy just starts to chuckle. And then he goes, Simon, have you had uh, any uh, other health scares recently? Do you consider yourself in to be good health? And I'm like, no, um, I'm fine. He goes, have you done anything muscular? Have you pulled anything um, lately? And I'm like, no, done no exercise. Um, and then he says, have you eaten anything funny? That's definitely not indigestion. I'm like, no, no. And he's sitting on my sofa on the armchair just there. And he's like, you're, you're a bit overweight, aren't you? And I swear, this is not a lie. At that moment, as he's sitting on my armchair, the armchair breaks. And <laughs> like, I was in too much pain to laugh, but I'm like, I'm overweight. <laughs> and then I'm taken out in an ambulance. They say that they can't leave me. They don't think I'm having a heart attack, but they have a duty of care, and they have to take me into the ambulance. Um, and I'm strapped onto this bed, taken in front in the street. It's really embarrassing. But I'm in the back of the ambulance now with the same guy who's broke my sofa. <laughs> and then we proceed to have a conversation. He says, so Simon, so tell me how you became a pastor. <laughs> and I said, well, that's a really long story. And he's like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> so on the way to Russell's Hall Hospital, I had the opportunity to share my faith with him, to share what God had done, to share that transformation that he'd made. And again, honestly, by the time we'd got to the hospital, he was nearly in tears. <laughs> 
And then he said to me, Simon, he goes, my mom and dad used to go to church. They still go to church, but I stopped um, as a young, ba- young, a young boy a, a while ago. He goes, I may need to start to think about going back. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. So I don't know what it is you're going through. I don't know what trouble you're facing, but I do know that God wants to meet you in your trouble. And that actually God can use you in your trouble. Never limit what God can do. And in both of those circumstances, I had to stand on God's word and declare that verse again over my life. I declared it over my dad's too, the the numerous times I I went to visit him in hospital. And when I did, I knew that God was close to him. I want to invite the band to to come back. And we're going to, in a minute, just respond to God and just to worship him. You know, for some of you here this morning, you might be in trouble. I don't know what trouble it is. God does and he's close to you when you trust in him he wants to meet you in your trouble you know it could be financial trouble it could be marriage or relationship trouble it could be a health trouble for some it could be that you've um, you've done something (laughs) you've said something and that's landed you in trouble it could be You're here this morning and you didn't get the grades you were hoping for. And your first thought was, I'm in trouble. For some, it may be that you're expecting trouble because you get nothing but trouble. You know, whatever it is you're facing this morning, I want you to know that you have something you can stand on, something that you can be sure of, something that you can declare over your life. And it starts right back with the verse that I spoke on. Nahum 1, 7 says this, The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. See, we have an assurance that God's love never fails. And as we respond this morning, as we worship God, I want you to do three things three things firstly to respond to one is that you may need to take the next step to to trust in God to find out more about this Christian faith if that's you then I want to encourage you as we start singing straight away to respond to sign up for Alpha to put your name down the next response for others is that I want you to take the card there's too many trees that are wasted for nothing. So put a name down on it, if not just for that. I want you to take the card. I want you to prayerfully consider who you can invite to Alpha. I want you to pop a name down, to pray about it, to give it to God. And then as you go, speak to that person. Invite that person during the week. And then the, the next response is that you may need to trust God um, and, and you may need to look at doing the Freedom in Christ course, a 13-week discipleship course, where we hear some, again, amazing truths of who God is. Maybe you can commit to that 13 weeks. You want your relationship to go 
deeper with God. You may be having some issues that are not fully dealt with. It may be that you need to take that next step and commit to that. So there's three responses in this first part as we start to worship and sing to God. Sign up for Alpha. Think of a person you can invite to Alpha and then go and sign up for Freedom in Christ. You know, you can be as close to God as you want to be. Something we hear in that discipleship course. It's an incredible course. So those are the three responses as we um, worship God. And then as we sing, I want you to be reminded of this. You know, his love never fails. Whatever it is you're going through, you can trust in him. And when you do, he comes close to you. His love never fails.